to all of you who have listened, shared and connected with me, thank you. I started Empower with Mahi because my deepest passion is for women to feel empowered. My new business, Organize Her, is no different. The tools we create are designed to give the busy woman back her peace of mind by helping her keep her shit together and get stuff done. Our vision is for women everywhere to feel in control of their lives, confident within themselves, and have enough time for everything that matters to them. And I am so excited to announce that Organize Her has officially launched and our productivity planner is available now at our website in addition to our digital moneymaker budget tracker. Those of you who have followed along throughout 2023 know how much time and thought has gone into these productivity planners and I know I am totally biased because this is my baby but I am completely obsessed with the planner and I know you will be too. Our website link is in the description organizeher.co and from the bottom of my heart thank you for inspiring me to fulfill my purpose for your ongoing support and for being a part of this journey with me. and welcome to Empower, the podcast that has one sole purpose, which is to inspire you to live your best life as your best self. My name is Mahi Sorensen. I'm a lawyer, girl power advocate, grown independent woman, of course. I'm obsessed with self-love and personal development. So now I'm also the host of this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I will do my best to make sure that you can take something meaningful from this podcast and apply it to your everyday life. But for now, I am about to become your personal hype woman because it is my purpose to empower and I hope to do the same for you. Are you a people pleaser? I know some of you would have immediately responded no to that question. So let me rephrase it. Have you ever said yes to something when you really wanted to say no? I think we both know the answer to that. And regardless of whether you consider yourself a people pleaser today or in this moment or phase of life, most of us, if not all of us, have engaged in some people pleasing behavior. So what is it? Why do we do it? Why are women more prone to people pleasing and how can we quit doing it? There is an important distinction that needs to be made from the outset so that we can be very clear heading into this episode. Showing compassion, thoughtfulness and empathy for the people around you is not people pleasing. That's just being compassionate, thoughtful and empathetic, which are incredibly valuable qualities that I hope we all work hard to build up in ourselves. People pleasing, on the other hand, is prioritizing the needs and wants of everybody else at the expense of your own needs, wants and happiness. You are people pleasing if you disregard your own needs stay silent to keep the peace, over-apologize, enable others, fail to honor your own boundaries you set for yourself. If you are a people pleaser, you will notice that you may have low self-esteem, that you're constantly seeking reassurance from others, that it's difficult for you to say no and you lack a sense of who you are. It may leave you feeling resentful, frustrated, stressed or unsatisfied with your relationships. Perhaps you feel like you're even being taken advantage of. Why are some individuals people-pleasers? People-pleasers don't often like to admit that they're people-pleasers, let alone consider why they are people-pleasers. But to put it simply, people-pleaser behavior is learned from a lack of boundaries due to a fear of rejection and a conditioned need for validation due to low self-esteem, value, and affirmed self-worth. 
individuals that come from backgrounds of trauma in their families, upbringings, or traumatic relationships tend to display people-pleasing behavior more frequently, but anyone is susceptible to it. People-pleasing has all sorts of negative impacts on a person. In summary, people-pleasers make decisions in pursuit of external validation. The longer this goes on, the more out of touch one becomes with themselves. What are their values? What's important to them? Who are they? Someone deep into people-pleasing will find it difficult to answer these questions authentically because so much of their energy is being spent trying to be what others require or expect of them, or at least what they perceive others to be requiring or expecting of them. Even though on the face of it, it feels like the right thing to do when you go out of your way to do things for the people in your life, especially the people that you love, you shouldn't be giving up your time and energy to keep them happy when it is to your detriment. Feeding that automatic impulse to please others is harmful to ourselves and to our relationships when serving other people's wants become more important than fulfilling our own needs. Why is it particularly an issue for women? You already know that in general, men are better at saying no, being blunt and communicating directly. In a 2017 Pew Research Center study, empathy, nurturing and kindness ranked as the second most valued trait in women, but it was number seven for men. As long as the human race has been around, society has had different expectations of women and men. Gender roles. Women are raised to please. Society raised us this way. It is natural for us to want to do our best to support, help and be there for others all the time. Many of us have seen it in the women we grew up with. Usually our mothers, but not always. Who saw it in their mothers, who saw it in their mothers, and so on. Many of us would also say that the women in our lives that we grew up around were our superheroes. But were they? Or were they actually just being everything for everyone because that's what society expected them to be? And I'm not saying that your mum or whoever it was that you looked up to wasn't a superhero because I guarantee I already know that she was. But who was hers? Some of us are lucky enough to have dads or male figures in our lives that really did show up for us in the way that we needed it throughout our childhood. But for others, there was no dad. It was mum. Or it was our older sister. Or it was our nan. Or it was that really important woman that had to take on a whole lot of shit because there was no one else to help her out with it. Society has groomed women to people please under the pretense that a woman's worth is determined by her ability to take care of other people at her own expense. This runs so deep that without realizing it, we regularly ask ourselves how we can better help, serve, or be of use to others, and we do it subconsciously. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to be considerate of the people around us, but do men think this way as frequently as women do? In fact, I already know the answer is no. Why? Because generally, men in our society aren't raised to prioritize pleasing others in the way that women are. From childhood... Women are raised to adapt according to acceptable social norms. Girls are expected to be passive, to smile, to be considerate and kind, to take care of others and to please. Historically, societal expectations also enforce the preference that girls withhold their opinions, avoid taking up space or creating controversy. I would argue that that still is the case in a lot of circumstances. I need to emphasize here that these social norms undoubtedly reinforce stereotypes that disadvantage women and continue to disadvantage women. 
the result of all of this is that women are pressured to people please in order to remain socially acceptable out of concern of what others will think. Women will people please to avoid being seen as difficult or causing controversy and so we exhaust ourselves trying to be everything for everyone all the time. But people pleasing all the time to try to have it all or at least appear to have it all is totally unsustainable. It is almost impossible to constantly please everybody, to tend to their wants, their needs, their expectations, whatever it may be. We will run ourselves into the ground if we are determined to keep everyone happy all the time, and I think we can all accept that. And even if by some act of God, we manage to keep everyone happy all the time, what about us? What happens when you are non-stop pouring from your own cup to fill everybody else's you're left empty. And contrary to what we are conditioned into believing, it is possible to be compassionate and understanding and empathetic without having to make sacrifices. So if you're listening to me and you're thinking, okay, how am I supposed to stop this then if it's so ingrained in us? I'll tell you how to stop being a people pleaser. But firstly, let's break down some common misconceptions about women who are not people pleasers. Number one, she's selfish. Looking out for yourself isn't selfish, despite what others may say. One of my philosophies I live by is that in order to be the best person, the best daughter, sister, partner, friend, lawyer, mentor, podcast host for the people in my life, I need to be putting in the work to make sure I'm being the best version of myself. It's why I listen to the personal development audiobooks and podcasts. It's why I'm intentional about the type of content and media I consume. And I'm selective about the people I spend the most time with. Others will say I'm self-absorbed or self-centered or thinking about myself all the time, talking about myself all the time. I don't care because I know that in doing the work I need to do on myself, I ultimately bring the best version of myself to the world, to the people and the causes that matter to me. And in turn, hopefully live a life that is authentic to who I am while giving something meaningful to others. So if anyone calls you selfish, for not doing something that was going to benefit them and have absolutely no benefit to you, they're wrong. A woman who is not a people pleaser may often be told that she's too direct, confrontational, stubborn or opinionated. I'm not entirely sure how respecting your time and the time of others around you by not beating around the bush could possibly be a bad thing. But society, I think, is so conditioned to seeing a woman fumble around her wants and needs to spare everybody's feelings that all of a sudden, when a woman comes along who knows what she wants and isn't afraid to express that, it's inappropriate. In fact, I've even heard women be described as too masculine when they are forthcoming in this way, as if it's not feminine to be direct or have some conviction about who you are, what you want, where you're heading and what you need to do to get there. Why is that masculine? Why is that not feminine and why is that a problem? Because women who should be feminine are raised to please. That's the point. If you're raised to please, you will not be direct. You will not be confrontational, stubborn or opinionated. You will be flexible and open to whatever anyone else suggests. Do you see what I'm getting at here? Do you see where I'm heading? Don't forget, this is what society intended. Society wants us to be people pleasers. 
So let's stop doing that. Let's not give society what it wants. (laughs) A woman who is not a people pleaser may be told that she is too high maintenance. The real questions are, is she high maintenance or does she just establish boundaries and honour them appropriately? Or is she high maintenance or does she just have standards that she upholds? Think about it. And lastly, a woman who is not a people pleaser will be told that she just wants attention for trying to stand out, do something a bit different, try to make everything difficult for everybody. Does she want attention or is she comfortable with herself and expressing herself openly? Does she want attention or does she just have something valuable to say? Does she want attention or is she trying to inspire others? Does she want attention or is she using her critical thinking skills to challenge a socially acceptable norm that actively disadvantages women? And then harnessing her ability to use her voice to educate and inform others. Think about that. And don't be ashamed either if, as I'm going through this, you have thought, holy shit, I have thought that about another woman. I have said that. And where did that even come from? Don't feel bad about that. We're working through it now. I have 100% said all of these things about a woman, usually when I'm intimidated. But I have. And I know where it comes from. Because we're not supposed to be joining forces and breaking down all of these purposely and strategically upheld societal norms that will continue to disadvantage women. Like I've already said, we're not supposed to start breaking them down, but I'm saying we need to. I'm sure you can see now what I'm trying to illustrate here. People pleasing as a concept sucks, but in respect to women, it is dangerous. There are levels to this. Of course, I believe that we should all actively be trying to undo this automatic conditioning that causes us to people please in situations where doing so is totally contrary to what we actually need or want to do in that moment. I believe that doing so allows us to live truer to who we are. But when you consider the collective, part of being either a good woman to other women or an ally to women, if you don't identify as a woman means recognizing the harm and reinforcing stereotypical people-pleasing expectations for women and actively working against it. We are lucky to be of a generation and of the Western world where we can open this dialogue freely without fear. So are we taking advantage of the opportunity to have these conversations? Even more importantly, how are we raising our daughters? I totally accept that breaking this or any entrenched societal mold requires ongoing investment and commitment, but I believe that we are placed appropriately to start making moves. If not now, then when? So what can we intentionally establish in our day-to-day lives to make sure we aren't people-pleasing? Not only to make sure we aren't people-pleasing, but also to make sure we're not endorsing or encouraging people-pleaser behaviour. Number one, start saying no. This is perhaps the most important. Let's be honest, we all know how it feels when someone's asked us to do something that we don't really want to do for whatever reason, but we haven't had the heart to say no, so we've said yes. That is people-pleasing. It's also lying, and I'm not suggesting you adopt no. 
as a replacement to the elongated stories you used to tell to delay the inevitable yes that you would end up giving anyway. But if you're comfortable hitting them with a no, then that's fine. You do that. I realize though that little two little word on its own isn't doable for a lot of us. So I have come up with some helpful examples of lighter ways to say no. I really appreciate you asking me, but I can't commit to anything else right now. I'm not able to prioritize this at the moment. Thanks for thinking of me, but unfortunately I can't. Another option is to say, I'll have a think and I'll get back to you. But I only suggest this as an alternative to a knee-jerk response, yes. Don't use it. If you already know, your eventual answer will be no. And I'm terrible at doing this, so I need to, I need to cut it out. All that does is delay the inevitable. And keeping all of this point in mind where I'm saying that we need to start saying no more, it also means giving other people the space to say no. Stop pressuring people to do shit that you want to do when you know very well they don't want to do it. Don't create a trap for people to fall into because they feel too uncomfortable to start establishing their own boundaries or express how they really feel. If you sense that someone wants to say no, let them and respect it. Number two, stop relying on external validation and caring about what other people think of you. You already know I feel strongly about this because I did my first podcast episode on this topic, but I need to reinforce some things here. Accept that you cannot control what others think or feel about you, and people-pleasing won't change that. The only thing you can control is yourself, and it's up to you to decide how you want to show up in the world. I know it's hard, but if you start feeling the temptation to pour from your own cup into everybody else's for praise, acceptance, or love, snap out of it. Even if you think they're giving you that validation, it's probably not real. They are probably being polite because you did something that served them. Trust me, love and acceptance from others feels so much better when it is given freely with no motive or agenda, particularly if it is given when you are being authentically you and nothing else. Like I always say, the most important relationship you will have in your life is the one with yourself, so invest in that. In terms of supporting others to stop relying on external validation, let them know. If someone comes to you asking for an opinion and you know that there's not really anything beneficial or meaningful that you can give and you sort of also know that this is coming from a place of insecurity, encourage them to trust their instincts, to trust their gut that they don't need to be going around and asking everyone, they already know. Of course, if someone also asks for your opinion and you know that they really do need your opinion, give it. If you care about them, give it. Number three, prioritize your needs and establish boundaries. Start paying attention to your inner voice. When you have a group of friends or planning to go out after work on a Friday and you already know you're in for a huge week at work and you will be absolutely wrecked on Friday and way too exhausted to go out with your friends but you don't want to upset anyone so you will probably just go to keep everyone happy, rewind. You said it yourself, you will be absolutely wrecked on Friday and way too exhausted to go out with your friends. You know what you need and you know it's not a night out with your friends. So honor that and express that and build up the confidence to be able to let your friends know. If your friends have a problem with that, they are not your friends. And I can say that for a fact because I used to have friends that had a problem with it and they would pressure me and I would feel like, oh God, I really don't want to go out, but 
this friend is like telling me that I need to go out and then it's what I should do and I should spend more time with everyone. They weren't my friend. They were just serving themselves and expecting me to serve them as well. Don't be that, mate. Number four, stop saying sorry when you don't have anything to be sorry about. This one is huge, so huge that I have a whole other episode to record just on this point alone. But in summary, stop saying sorry to try to be less confrontational or direct. Stop saying sorry when instead you could just say thank you. Stop saying sorry to unnecessarily soften whatever is coming after it. Stop apologizing for having feelings or asking questions when you don't understand something. Stop apologizing for not responding to people straight away. You don't owe anyone anything. You definitely don't owe people apologies when you haven't done anything wrong. And after a while, the over-apologizing actually stops feeling genuine anyway, so you end up doing yourself and your credibility a total disservice in the long run. Don't let people have that much control over you that you feel like you have to apologize when you're creating a minor inconvenience. You don't. Men don't. So we don't either. Number five, strengthen your sense of self-worth. You are more than your achievements. Try not to let any perfectionism convince you otherwise and start investing in discovering a strong sense of self. Who are you? Where are you at in your journey of self-discovery? What do you want in your life? What values do you live by? Or what values do you want to live by? Stop depending on the approval of others to determine your self-worth. It is only for you. Start giving yourself the love and acceptance that you deserve and it should mean you stop depending on other people to fill that part of you. Finding yourself is a lifelong journey but one which will be thoroughly fulfilling. Living to make others happy at your expense will leave you empty and resentful. People pleasing is not kind. It is fueled by feelings of unworthiness, insecurity and fear of rejection. It is possible to fill up the cups of others without emptying yours in the process. The people that truly love you and value you would never want you to neglect your own needs to cater to theirs. I also want to reinforce that we need to stop labeling women negatively for challenging gender norms that literally disadvantage all of us. Instead, let's unlearn that toxic response and let's celebrate them, look up to them, be inspired by them and do what we can to support the cause. Let's advocate for women to have strong boundaries, fight for their own desires, communicate their needs and use positive self-talk. Let's pass that energy on to our daughters and the generations that will follow. Finally, by trying to please others, you are holding yourself back. So quit it. And on that note, I will love you and leave you. I hope you have a lovely day and please do something nice for yourself today. 